Sales is the most lucrative skill in the world, period. The problem is most sales advice out there today is outdated, cheesy, and could even keep you from the deals that can make all the difference in your career. This is the No BS Sales School, a podcast for entrepreneurs and salespeople who want to master the skill of selling without all the BS. Welcome to the No BS Sales School podcast. I'm your host, Walker McKay. Coming in towards the end of the year, I hope you guys have still been prospecting. I'm assuming you've been prospecting because I know you're not celebrating National Screw-Off Month, which, as you all know, is the begins the week before Thanksgiving and ends at the end of the week after New Year's. Most salespeople, most business owners, a lot of business owners are throwing their hands going, well, nobody buys this time of year, so why should we work? And they walk around the office, futz around, maybe act like they're working, maybe take more time off. Those are your competitors, folks, and there are plenty of people, plenty of prospects out there for you right now that are buying. As a matter of fact, I've done it again. This may be my best month this year for closing new business. December, when, who the hell buys sales training in December? Let me tell you, a lot of people buy sales training in December, and they'll probably buy a lot of what you sell too, but your ass probably isn't out there going after it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you are going out there prospecting like hell getting in front of people, seeing what they need, this is a time to be different, right? You're the one out there prospecting this time of year. Your competitors may not be. So some of you may be thinking, next year needs to be different than this year. It needs to be better. I need to do better because prices on everything have gone up. Inflation's killing me. And I need to make more money just to break even. And who the hell wants to break even? I want to make more money. I want to sell more stuff. So today's episode, I'm going to talk about the three main pillars for success in sales. And these three main pillars each have three subparts. I'm going to cover all these today. What I want you to think about as I'm going through these three pillars and the three subparts of each one, if you had to pick one to work on, one to spend more time on, what would that be? Right? Which one do you need to spend more time on? So keep that in mind as you're listening to the rest of this podcast. So the first part of success in sales is action. What are you doing to grow your business? What are you doing to grow your business? So here's the first thing, right? The most important part of action is why are you doing it? What drives you? What's your ambition? It's one thing to say, oh, I'm ambitious, but what are you ambitious for? What does success look like for you in the next 12 months? What are you hoping will happen? What are you committed to make happen? See, that comes from having very strong, meaningful goals for a vision for you want to be. And that comes, that must come from you. That doesn't get set by your boss. That doesn't get set by the chief revenue officer or the sales manager. You need to do X. See, that's their vision. You need to have your own. That's where the power comes from is what do you want to achieve? What would make sense for you, right? What is it you want to have? And it can be, I mean, here's the thing, X X amount of money. My goal is $500,000. Well, that's great, but that's not as powerful as thinking about what would $500,000 do for you? What could you do with it that you can't do now? Maybe your number is 75,000 or 100 or whatever the number is. What is it that that money would allow you to do that you're not able to do right now? That's what I want you to think about. And how important is that? And what I want you to think about is 
what's something that's super freaking important to me that I, if I made the extra money, it would be great and I'd be a reward for myself. Now, for some people, maybe that's, I wanna redo my kitchen, right? Or we would need to buy a new house or I wanna buy a boat or maybe it's, I wanna give another $10,000 to my church. It doesn't matter what it is, but it needs to be something that you freaking care about, that you're willing to work hard even when you don't feel like it. To call people on a regular basis, to knock on doors, to go to events, to go to trade shows and work, even when you don't feel like it, because you've got this bigger goal. Your why matters a lot. First part of action, right, is what is your goal? Now, as a matter of fact, here at NoBS Sales, we're gonna be doing goal setting workshops for people that aren't even clients. And you can sign up as an individual. Um, I'll have the information for that here in about a week of where you can sign up for the goal setting session, be at the end of January. Come sign up. If you're not sure about your goals, never done that before, maybe you've done it before, maybe just thrown them in a file and put them away. If you want to be taken through a really good goal setting program, look out for that. I'll give you the information in the next podcast. Goals, first of all. Second of all, plan. What's your plan to make it happen? So let's pretend that your goal is to make another $50,000, more than you made last year, right? And your plan to do that is, well, let's see, I'll need to, I've got two of my customers that I've got half of their business, so I wanna move up to 75% of my, 75 of their business, I'd like to do that. And then I'll need to bring on a couple of more customers that are about this size, right? And if I can do that and then keep everything else the same, I'll be able to reach my goal. Now here's the truth. 15% of your business that you did last year is gonna go away. You can count on it. One customer that was doing $100,000 is gonna to go to $85,000. Or if you did $500,000 total, 15% that's gonna drop off automatically. Some of your customers are gonna get bought, they're gonna go out of business, you're gonna get screwed, your competitor's gonna take over, something's gonna happen. So whatever, if you're, even if you're count on staying the same as last year or this year, no, you need to add 15% to the top to do that. But what's your plan? What are the number, what's the account acquisitions you have to have? The number of sales, right? What is that? Have a plan for that. All right, so under actions, it is goals, it's your why, and then a plan to make your goals happen. And then before that, the basics are, what are the activities you're doing on a daily and weekly basis to make the plan happen? What are the activities? How many calls you need to be making? How often you need to be asking for referrals? When you go to networking events, how many meetings do you need to, or how many people do you need to identify that you need to be talking to about business, right? On a weekly basis. So when you open up your calendar on Sunday night or Monday, you say, okay, cool. I've got time blocked off to make those calls I said I was gonna make. I have these two people I'm gonna ask for referrals and I've got two networking events I'm gonna to go to that I will walk away with two people I need to talk to about business in the next 48 hours, right? That's having your activities planned and done, right? Follow that. So first part of success is your action, goals, plan, activities doing those activities. All right, let's stop for a second. Which one of those do you feel like you need to work on the most? Write that down, right? Write that down. Which one of those, if you changed one little thing, did a little bit more, or maybe screwed, you know, did a little bit less of something that was hurting you, 
would help you the most. Now let's go to the second part. The second part is your attitude. What are your beliefs? It's your belief in yourself, in your company, and your marketplace. So this area is where all excuses are made. So I want you to ask yourself this question. I could sell more, make more money, be more successful if only I could. Actually, let me back that up. Let's make this easier for you. The reason I'm not more successful is what? The reason I'm not more successful is what? All right, what is that? Say it out loud, what is it? Now, if it is anything other than something inside of you, that's an excuse. If you say, well, the reason I'm not more successful is because interest rates went up 8%. Well, that's a bullshit excuse. The reason I'm not more successful is you know, our prices are too high. That's a bullshit excuse. The reason I'm not more successful is I don't get the good leads. My boss is an asshole. That's an excuse. Here's what I want you to say instead. I haven't figured out how to be successful in this high interest rate environment. I haven't figured out how to get along with my boss. I haven't figured out how to find the good leads. I haven't figured out how to generate leads on my own so I'm not reliant on the damn crappy company leads. I promise you as a little aside here, if all you're doing is selling based on company leads, the best you're ever gonna do is mediocre. The best you'll ever be is mediocre. And it doesn't make you very hireable either. The salespeople that succeed highly that other companies will pay a lot for are the ones that generate their own leads. Don't need help from the company, right? They leave, let the company leads go to the losers who need them because they don't know how to prospect. So own those things. I haven't figured out how to sell in this economy. I haven't figured out how to do those things, right? Those are the words I want you to use instead of I can't, they won't, it's not possible. Because somebody out there is doing what you would call impossible. Interest rates have gone up. There's somebody within 500 miles of you that is making an absolute fortune in this environment doing exactly what you're doing. I guarantee it. You just hadn't figured out how to do it yet. Now let's talk about the first one of those things though, is your belief in yourself. There are four or five weaknesses that are internal that you may or may not recognize for a salesperson. Let me tell you about number one. Number one is a need for approval from other people. Seems normal, right? You want other people to like you. Totally get it. That makes you very human. It also makes you very vulnerable as a salesperson. If you have a high need for approval and you want people to like you, that means you're going to a sales call with the idea that if I make friends with this person, then they're going to buy from me. And that's what I need to do is they need to like me. I want them to like me. And so therefore, if I want them to like me, if they tell me no, that means they don't like me. We take everything freaking personally. It's never about you. It's never about somebody liking you. I like plenty of people. I like plenty of people that I would never do business with. I like them, but they're not professional or they're not somebody I would trust, right? Do you have anybody you really like? Maybe it's a great friend, but if you had a problem in their area, they'd be the last person you would call. I do. I love them, but they're not the person I go to for help. Stop trying to be liked. Focus on being trusted. What does that mean? It means when you go on a sales call, recognize it's not about you. It's not about them liking you. It's not about them thinking you're a great guy. It's do they trust you enough to give you money to make a problem go away? 
If you need for somebody to like you, in order for you to feel complete, you're never going to feel complete. You'll be doing things to please people, give them discounts, whatever you need to do. Believe them when they say, let me think it over. And you think that means, oh gosh, I need to call them back. Need for approval. Problem. Work on that, right? Number two, inability to talk about money. Money's green paper. It holds this huge thing over us though, right? And all of a sudden, if we're selling something that seems expensive to us, and somebody goes, holy shit, that's ridiculous. And we say, oh my God, it really is. Well, that's one thing, right? Then all of a sudden you cave and either you give them a discount or you believe they're bullshit. It's crazy. Here's what I'll tell you. Most of the time, if you're selling something expensive, either somebody's gonna buy it or not. If you're selling exactly the same thing at a higher price than everybody else, I think that's fine. That's good selling. If you're selling something, the price is lower than everybody else, you're going to be replaced by AI pretty soon. You're not needed. Your shit will be sold on Amazon or by some bot somewhere. So you better like it if your stuff is more expensive than everybody else. That's an advantage. You got to figure out how to sell around that. Is it easy? No. Can it be done? Sure. I love selling against free. Selling against free is one of my favorite things. How good could it be if it's freaking free? Another weakness is inability to make a decision. You as a salesperson believe that other people in the world are either like you or should be like you. And so if you're somebody that before you spend 500, 1,000, $10,000, whatever that is, you need to sleep on it, think about it, take some time, go look at five other things first. If you need to do a lot of research first, you're going to believe everybody else does too. And you're going to think that's normal. And you might either consciously or subconsciously even encourage people to do that. Here's what I'll tell you. The person you're supposed to be calling on, their title, the definition of who they are is decision maker. What does that make their job? To make a decision. And when they say, let me think it over. I can't do this. You know, I can't do this on the spot. That's a decision they've just made, right? And 75% of the time, if you leave a sales call without getting a yes or a no, it's a no. I wish it was 100% of the time. Because then people couldn't come out and go, oh, but he really might. I had this one time where they did call me back and buy. It's bullshit, right? Another is being emotionally involved in a sale where you, the salesperson, wants it more than the prospect. And it, if the deal doesn't happen, you're devastated. You need the sale worse than they do. If that ever happens, that's not a reflection on that sale. That's more of a reflection on your pipeline. If you had 10 more meetings, 10 more prospects like the one you were talking to and they started jacking you around or they said, no, we're not going to do this. And you had 10 more. You wouldn't give a shit. Next. The problem is when you've only got one and you've been rocking on the porch, waiting for that one to close. And if it doesn't close, your whole year is screwed. That's a problem. Some will, some won't. So what? Who's next? Some people will buy. Some people won't. So what? Who's the next person I need to be talking to? Work on your pipeline work on yourself. Another weakness is you're talking too much and not listening. Shut the hell up. You blabbermouths. And most of you know, oh, I know I talk too much. Blah. Here's the thing. You know you talk too much. It's killing you. Don't just say, I know I talk too much. Fix it. Shut up. One way to catch yourself is to say, wow, I've been talking a whole lot. My bad. I'm sorry. Tell me what you're thinking right now. Stop yourself. It's a weakness. It's a terrible weakness that you can fix and you must address. Shut the hell up.
It's an excuse to say, well, no, I talk too much. I haven't figured out how to shut the hell up and then figure it out. Okay, so first part is actions. Second part is attitudes. Where are you making excuses? What are some weaknesses that you have that you need to address, get help with? We help people with those things all the time around here at NBS Sales. Which one of those do you need to work on? Here's the last part, right? It's your approach. It's your approach. How do you get in front of these people, right? Or what do you do when you're there? So the first part of this is strategy. What's my strategy for going to market? Am I going to be the low-cost provider? I hope not. Am I going to, where am I going to put myself in the marketplace? How, what am I going to say? What's my messaging? Also, where am I going to go find these people? Am I going to find them at trade shows? Am I going to find them through networking? Am I going to find them through referrals? What is the deal? Messaging. How do you get somebody's attention? That's your strategy. Evaluate that. What did you do last year? How'd that work out? What do you need to add or subtract next year? And you'll say, well, my company does all that shit. Well, bullshit. You too can control how you get in front of people, right? You have some ability to do what you need to do to make a living for your family, right? You can do what you need to do to a certain limit. Take ownership of that. The second piece after strategy is what's your system or process? What process are you following for sales? If you're one of these people that call themselves a natural born salesperson, that's neat. But which part are you natural at? Right? We talked about this in the last podcast. Are you a natural with the gift of gab? Are you naturally charming? Are you naturally confident? That's great. But there's many parts to sales, right? You're probably good at the first part, which is making people feel good about you when you sit down. But can you, are you naturally good at disqualifying? Are you naturally good at figuring out quickly who's not ready, willing, and able to buy? Are you naturally good at telling people no if they're not the right one? Are you naturally good at closing and managing people's expectations? How do you know? Here's the problem being naturally good is that natural will take you to this far. But if you want to be better than that, right? Most of this is based on your personality. How do you improve your personality? I know a lot of you can, right? How do you improve your personality? What I would say is you need to have a system and a process that you follow that your personality can fit into, right? That you can use that as a strength, but you're actually following a system and a process to keep your emotions out. So you do the same thing over and over and over again. We teach systems for qualifying, systems for prospecting, systems for asking for referrals, systems for closing, right? Systems for walking away. Think about what are the systems and processes that you have right now? Can you write them down? Do they make sense? Can you refine those pieces? That's the key part. The cool part about a system is you can refine the steps. Can you refine the steps of your process? Do you have them for all those things? And the last part, which is what a lot of people talk about, is the tactics. What do I say? What's the thing that I do? Which most of the time is the thing people are most interested in. The reality is, I don't know. I would think people that are, here's what my experience, if people are really great at activity, and they're not so great at tactics, they'll make a lot more money than the people that are great at tactics and aren't very good at the activity. Now, tactics are important. What are the questioning strategies that you use? How do you handle it when your prospect says, your price is too high? How do you handle it when somebody says, let me think it over? What do you do when the prospect says, we're talking to three other people, right? 
What do you do to figure out somebody's decision-making process more than, are you the decision-maker, which is stupid, right? What are the tactics that you use? Here's the thing. How well are they working? How often are you getting to the truth in the sales call early, especially if the truth is we're not going to buy? I want to know that right then now. So let's look through all three of these. Actions, which is goal setting. It is plan and its activities. Then there's attitudes, which is where excuses are made. It's your belief in yourself and the weaknesses you may have there. Belief in your company, belief in the marketplace. Where are you making excuses? Are you able to say, I haven't figured out yet? So you set your brain moving to try and figure it out. And the last part is your approach, right? And approach is the strategy you have, the systems that you follow and the tactics that you use. Which one of those do you need to work on first? Now, temptation for some of you would be to say, oh, tactics for sure, right? Here's what I'll tell you. If you're thinking tactics instead, I want you to go to activity. Somewhere in the activity line is going to be the most important thing to fix. If you're 100% there, then we could begin to work on the rest of it. But make sure you're 100% in the action part with goals, plan, activities before you start to work on the rest. I'm Walker McKay with No BS Sales. Want to have a sales conversation? Call me, 803-917-2817. Thanks for listening to the No BS Sales School podcast. If you're struggling to close deals, then I want to invite you to take my free mini course where you'll learn the seven most expensive sales mistakes that will cost you time, money, and credibility. So be sure to click the link in the show notes or go to www.7salesmistakes.com. That's the number seven, salesmistakes.com. Thanks again for listening to the No BS Sales School podcast.